Let the chaos commence. The transfer portal is open. The KSR Football Podcast, presented by Justice Dental, is here to discuss it all. A little light today, just Adam Luckett and I. Uh, Drew is somewhere in the Midwest on the KSR road trip. Freddie Maggard is a little busy. And Adam Luckett is actually on the scene scouting out Kentucky's bold destination. Uh, Mr. Luckett, got to commend you. You knew... Everybody was saying Duke's Mayo, and you're like, I'm going to Jacksonville, and I'm going to make this happen. So Mark Stoops has nobody to thank but for you uh, for making this happen. May or may not have got on the horn with the Gator Bowl people here in town. Um, what a weekend, Nick. I mean, just an incredible <laughs> weekend of college football. Um, everything that – like, there was a lot that had to bounce Kentucky's way in this, and I think a lot of it did, not even getting into the – um, so the committee shenanigans. So uh, an awesome, Ooh. awesome for Kentucky in like an awesome opportunity, man. You get to play Clemson in a bowl game, uh, a ranked Clemson team. Like that's that's exciting stuff um, compared to what Ooh. we've kind of seen in the past or what we thought it could be. I, I don't love that Kentucky every year in the bowl game they're playing a top ten defense. Let's <laughs> like stop that trend. Yeah, uh, yeah. but. A fun matchup, and I think it's going to be a fun crowd. I think Clemson will bring a lot of people down here, um, mm-hmm. not super far from their neck of the woods. And then I think Kentucky, I think people are going to be excited to come see Clemson. Uh, game's at a good time. It's on a Friday at noon on the 29th, which is not hard for people to get off work, I don't think. You play on the 27th like Charlotte would have been, that's tough because a lot of people go back to work the 26th, 27th, don't want to mm-hmm. you know, take off. You know, you get Christmas off, you don't – a lot of people to go back to work that quickly and don't want to take off that soon. But you get a long weekend in Florida potentially. I think that's going to be attractive to a lot of people, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. Gator Bowl is a good bowl. It's not the greatest bowl. Um, I think you can attest to that. We've been here a couple times, but it's a good bowl game. Yeah. Um, in the, it's the a name, of Florida. It's right. a name game, right? Like people know the Gator Bowl. Playing Duke in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which was a projection for a while there, that just – doesn't do anything for anybody. You'd be in a no-win situation where you're expected to beat a team without its coach, without its quarterback. It would be billed as a basketball game on on the gridiron, right? Like instead, you get the brand name, and you alluded to it. Like it, I mean, how many times has Kentucky played a team where you? What does a win do to move the needle? If you do win, you're expected to, right? This is one of those where they're kind of playing with house money. And Mark Stoops said it today in his Gator Bowl press conference that. Guys want to play against Clemson, right? Like they, even the guys who have declared for the draft. Um, I mean, he's expecting Drew Phillips to play in it. Jatan McLean's in the portal. He's expecting Jatan to play in the game. So um, he's even going to kick the tires on Ray Davis. So he's expecting near 100% uh, turnout for the roster, which is great. You're, you're not going to see backup quarterbacks in the game, right? So um, should be a lot of fun. I, I'm with you in that it does kind of stink that you've got another. Uh, top 20 defense, which is why I went ahead and logged a under bet last night uh, at 47 and a half while I could. That pro- number's probably going to go down. Um, so I, I'm expecting a bit of a slobber knocker. Uh, but we can talk We can talk more about that game. You're going to be at Everbank Stadium tonight to watch the Jags uh, and the Bengals, little who day action. And, uh, you know, our, you can actually get in on prize picks too and get in with some of that action, the best way to play some daily fantasy sports. Monday Night Football happening tonight. Uh, you got some exciting NBA action right around the corner. 
Prize picks, it's a great way to get in on daily fantasy sports. All you got to do is pick a few squares, go more or less, string together a couple wins, and you can win big with prize picks when you download that app and put in promo code KSR. They're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So give prize picks a try. I'm going to take less on the Jake Browning yards passing bucket. Uh, no offense, um, but do not know. blame me. <laughs> so go ahead get in on the prize picks action tonight for monday night football i'm expecting a full scouting report of everbank stadium a full lay of the land um ho- hopefully you can have some fun and and crush some beers tonight I, we need some, some I will, beer I will, pricing i don't know how much lay of the land i get but i will be able to tell people how much a beer is so okay. have no fear on that we might walk by check out the pool see what's going on in the pool right there um how's the weather that, right that's now? about it uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful down here. It's 75, 76 with a little bit of wind. I think it, it's going to drop down low 60s for the game. Oh, that's but, perfect. But, yeah, hoodie, just nice hoodie weather for the football game tonight. I'm pretty excited yeah. about it, especially when you kind of compare it to what else is going on. I, I know back home it's not the prettiest right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, I mean, it's you would think it's March down here, March or April down here. That's how beautiful it is right now. And hopefully um, we'll get some weather like that here in a few yeah. weeks when everyone else comes down. Uh, I'm also I'm also hopeful to maybe parlay the Gator Bowl into an extra night or two because the Jags are playing the Panthers on Sunday. So you can get a little twofer for Kentucky fans, a little Luke Forner, Josh Allen action the same weekend. Uh, so we'll see how all that goes. But we'll talk more about the Gator Bowl as it draws near. Mark Stoops, when he was asked about it, he's like, I mean, Clemson's good. They got a good defense. You know who they are. Like, uh, I thought it was – uh, telling that he said, you know, they're built like an SEC team, which is true. This won't be your classic ACC. shot at the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't just like go in and just shove the ACC team into a locker like the Cats have done so many times over the last eight years. We'll get into that later. Today, we're going to spend most of this show discussing the transfer portal moves. And so far, Luckett, I believe we're up to 10 in the portal. Um Deuce Hogan had a tweet and said he was going in, and then he deleted it, so I don't really know what the case is. But so far, there hasn't been any shocking moves. If there was going to be one, Shamar Porter was the highest-ranked player in Kentucky's 2023 recruiting class, six foot three receiver from Innsworth High School in Nashville. He was the only top 300 prospect uh, in that class last year, recruited by Scott Woodward, who was terminated last week. Uh, he decided to throw his hat into the ring. Look, and he was a guy who you had a lot of hopes for, but you weren't sure if he could play right away because of the other young talent that's in that wide receiver room, right? Like, I mean, he's backing up Dinky. Um, and then we found out halfway through the season that the reason why he wasn't involved, he got injured during camp, and that's kind of – that's where he would have gotten a lot of those reps to, to get into the rotation. So, um, without – being able to get a lot of traction there, he's decided to take his talents elsewhere. Yeah, Nick, to me, it's very similar to Colby Albert last year. Guy who recruited Colby Albert here is no longer on the staff. Guy who recorded, recruited Shamar Porter is no longer on the staff. Kobe Albert, Jalen Geiger, and all those guys come back. There's not really a path for playing time. Obvious, Shamar Porter. We're going to get into it here in a minute. They're recruiting a guy to come in that plays his position. Two of them, Donovan McCulley and Raymond Cottrell, are both ex-receivers that they're recruiting. Um, And so I think that's just where we are here. 
And when you've got players like this, Nick, highly recruited guys, if they don't play as a true freshman, they're going to be looking to leave. They want to play. And so that's just kind of where they're at here. It hurts from a depth standpoint, obviously. Um, but you, for Kentucky, you've got to do what you got to do. And you need guys that can play next year. I mean, this is very much a one-year-and-go situation now in college football. You know, you're always building for the future, but you, you're more the now matters more than it ever did because you can't stack your rooms anymore like you used to be able to because these players are going to leave. So I think it's an unfortunate situation, but I just think you're going to have situations like this. And so that's just where we're at. And that, that is right, Shaka, I am – Rocking the stubble. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I'm not shaving. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely hear you. Um, and, and that, so I, I'm glad you read between the lines there because I think that's important for fans to know. Obviously, you don't want to lose the highest ranked player in your class. But um, I don't think this is just you and I talking. There's a reason to believe Kentucky's in a good spot with Donovan McCulley, the Indiana transfer um, that led the Hoosiers in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So, uh, no reason to sound the alarm uh, quite yet, but that's a, certainly a position of need. Um, we'll, we'll get into targets a little bit more, but we do have some breaking news. Shout out to John Piron for notifying us because since we got live, Martez Thrower now uh, has, has entered his name into the transfer portal. Georgia three-star linebacker um, who he was one of those like you, you hoped he could add some weight to his frame. Just never and, hit. Yeah, it just, just that, that's a good way to put it. Didn't hit. Um, at, Stoops said he felt good about the depth on the defense for the most part, but they'll get a couple guys. Inside linebacker certainly feels like one, especially if Trevin Wallace, you know, he's going to go through the underclassman evaluation uh, process, uh, which takes a little bit longer. So you, you might be dealing with an extra one um, come next spring. I, I personally think he'll probably, you know, I think he'll hear stuff that will tell him he needs to come back for another year. But inside a linebacker feels like another position where they need to, to, to add some depth to, to your thrower going. De'Eric Jackson, Nick, I think is one to watch too for a draft decision. Like he's going to consider it. So that's one to watch. I also think Grant Godfrey is a guy they could slide back inside. He's yeah, a guy who redshirted like this year. see that happen, yeah. So I think that could definitely happen. Um, just on a numbers standpoint, Nick – I'm including Deuce Hogan in this. We'll have to see. But I've got him down to 82 scholarships now, and that's counting all the freshmen, the 23 in the class. So they have some wiggle room here. They need some more, but they needed this attrition. And so I think Thrower was a candidate we all thought could move on, and I think it makes sense for him to go ahead and move on, um, go find somewhere he can play next year. And linebacker room, I, I have him at seven scholarship players, and then it could be eight with Godfrey. So I think they're in decent spot there if you get Wallace, Jackson, and Dave and Rainer back. Mm-hmm. Um, but all those guys could be there last year in 2024. So depth is a concern. So you're looking at Javent Brown. Can he really take a big step in year two? He played special teams role this year. Then you're looking at Grant Gottfried, potentially, Antoine Smith, Devin Smith, Elijah Groves. Can you find a guy right there that can play as a true freshman? I think it's really important. Numbers-wise, I think they're okay there. And I think you heard Mark Stoops kind of touch on that. Offense is the big need. Um and we yeah. talked about yeah. why it is a big need in the portal. Yeah. I mean, it all goes back to high school recruiting. They've had a bunch of misses. Where defense has recruited well, I think, in the high school ranks. Finding guys, getting them in their system, developing them, and 
finding, go, getting high school recruits into quality starters for them in in their in their organization. That's something the offense has to get better at, and they're looking to fix those problems in the portal. It's just like in the NFL. If you miss it in the draft, this is where you fix your draft misses. Free agency, is it free agency. Yeah. So this yeah. is where this is for Kentucky. This is where you miss your high school recruiting misses for fix them is in the portal. And uh, uh, quickly, just to kind of go through some of the other departures who I don't know if we've talked about it yet or not because everything's happening so fast. But to Kel Crowdis, uh, mm-hmm. wide receiver in the portal, uh, Isaiah Cummings, tight end in the portal, uh, where you know you you kind of anticipated, right, with the way that Kentucky's been recruiting a tight end. And um, as Stoops alluded to it, too, in, in particular with Jatai McClain, who he's going to play in the bowl game. And as Stoops said, he's like, you know, He's a guy that he just he wants to play more. And in a lot of these cases, yep. it's mutual. And that first year of the portal, a lot of those players stuck around, played in the bowl game, contributed. Last year, Stoops changed his course, and he's like, listen, why am, why am I doing this? If we're on good terms, why can't – and they want to stick around and play, then let them stick around and play. Um, so uh, outside of that, you had two big decisions with the, the Cox Cousins, Eli and Marcus coming back, continuity, intact there on the offensive line. That's critical. That is incredibly critical. But uh, positions of need. That we're not going to dilly dally around with a, a lot of the players leaving because I mean, let's face it. We we, we expected, even though Deuce Hogan's tweet was deleted. Deuce Hogan, <laughs> Destin Wade, hell, if Kai Sharon enters, like we we expect a lot of those quarterbacks to depart. Um, I I don't think uh, Destin Wade's departure is indicative of Keaton Wade leaving. Haven't heard that. There's reason to maybe speculate that. Somebody on the chat said they've heard they don't believe that will be the case. Um, but as far as guys they're targeting, that's what that's what people want to know, right? Uh, running back, that's, that's been a ghost hand so far, Jeff. Jeff asked if we've heard about any running backs they're potentially targeting. There's been nothing out there just yet, but that's one where they're going to – they just kind of need to go out and get somebody like it because you're going to lose three guys. Uh, Demi Sumakarnbe is going to be your leading guy returning. And he spent half the year at receiver, so you're left kind of rolling the dice with three freshmen, and that's that's a dangerous game to play. That That is one to watch, and I have been very underwhelmed, Nick, by some of the guys' tailback going into the portal. Um, there hasn't been the caliber you would want if you're in Kentucky situation at tailback. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's one to watch um, because they do need help at tailback. But so far, the market is not great there. And that's an important position, that I want a box they're going to have to check. Uh, they're going to find their quarterback. There's, I mean, wide receiver is – we'll get into this. There's so much depth at wide receiver. Yeah. Like yeah. They're going to be able to find two guys that, they, that can come in and help them uh, this year. It shouldn't be hard. There is good depth at wide receiver, but tailback – is concerning at least right now to me, and that's one to keep a close eye on because you're right. There's a you're just dependent on freshmen in that room. Mm-hmm. It's Demi Sumo Kong Bay and a bunch of freshmen as of right now. Yeah, a couple of there was a North Carolina kid and an LSU kid who had decent recruiting rankings, were hurt for the year, uh, have a little bit of production, but nothing that really wows you. So that's going to be something to follow along. We haven't gotten a lot of that today on the opening day of the portal. Um, the big one, though, that everybody wants to talk about, that everybody's been asking us about since October, is who's 
the quarterback going to be in the transfer portal? Uh, Travis asked this on the chat. Hop in the chat. Like this. It does us a favor. It helps us if you like the YouTube chat. If you subscribe, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, there were some big names getting kicked around last week. Brock Vandegrift is now trending uh, on Reese Pete Nakos report that Kentucky's emerged as a target for Brock Vandegrift. And it, it's funny, like it, a year ago, we're, we're having these conversations and we're talking about guys who fit the kind of similar Will Levis profile, where um, they might have, they had the power five backup pedigree, right? And they, they both hopped in the portal today. Um, McCord uh, up at Ohio State, who spent the whole year starting, went 11 and 1, threw for 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. He's from Connecticut, I believe, or at least in that Northeast area. And so I think there was some sort of connection to Liam Cohen. And then Brock Vandergriff was the other one linked to Cohen the last go around. He decides to, they both decide to go through spring practice, duke it out. Kentucky's got Devin Leary. Uh, McCord wins that job. And then uh, Vandergriff does not. He loses it to Carson Beck, but ultimately decides to stay, be the backup for a year. Then today announces he's entering his name into the transfer portal. And in Vandergriff's case, it, it, that kind of tells you that Carson Beck's going to be back for his second season in Athens. And mm-hmm. Vandergriff has a, has a lot to like, whereas McCord, I mean, he went 11-1 and one as a starter. There's going to be a lot of people that discount his play because of the talent around him and the scheme at Ohio State. Um, Vandergriff, there's a lot more unknown, but I think what folks really like about him is he is a great athlete. We saw him just briefly down in Athens. Duke, Duke can move. Mobility is not an issue with Vandergriff. He's got a lot of tools that I'm sure Liam Cohen would like to get his hands on. Yeah, Nick, I, just right here, I want to read a scouting report. Charles Power, who's the head of scouting for On3, um, back when he was working for 24-7, this was his scouting report. He wrote on Vandergriff, which was written after his ju- going into his senior year. Um, possesses prototypical stature and frame for the position. Has continued to fill out and already has muscle mass, particularly in his upper body. Productive against small school competition, both through the air and as a runner. Shows the ability to make throws from multiple platforms. Can stand in the pocket and drive the ball down the middle of the field while also making touch throws and hitting passes on the run. Primarily projects as a pocket passer at the next level, but shows knife athleticism in making plays with his legs. Rushing for over 1,000 yards as a sophomore. Has a nice framework as a passer, but can continue improving his mechanics, improving his ball location, and overall operating efficiency. Projects as one of the more talented signal callers in the 2021 cycle, with the upside of developing into a Power 5 starter with eventual NFL draft pick. This guy, Nick, was a top 100 recruit by everyone, every cycle. Um, on three's consensus had him top, in the top 25 was a five-star mm-hmm. recruit. This is a modern QB prospect. Can stand in the pocket, make an assortment of throws, but can do things on the run with his legs. He has a throw he hit against Kentucky where yeah. he rolls to the right and hits a dime to the tight end. So there are tools here. And he's going to be a redshirt junior with two years eligibility remaining. That checks the perfect of, box if you got Cutter Bowley. <laughs> he's a class later. of he's a class of 2021 recruit, so he doesn't have the COVID year. So he's this is his fourth year. It'll still be his fourth year in college, and so he's he, you got a two year runway here with him, Nick. And I think you look at some of the you look at some of the the transfers that have really hit. 
a lot of, most of them have been former top 100 recruits that were at schools for two years. Now, Vandergriff doesn't have the playing experience that, that Oregon got with Bo Nix, that LSU got with Jaden Daniels, uh, but it's not like he was sitting behind some bumps. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's call a spade a spade here. He was playing behind two NFL quarterbacks there in Georgia. That competition, now I think it was some shenanigans probably on Kirby Smart's part. Um, they all knew Carson Beck was going to be the quarterback. But that, that wasn't announced till right before, like middle of fall, or fall, yeah. fall camp. And our our guys, too, down at uh, Dogs HQ, I mean, there, there was a lot of moments. I think we may have lost Nick here. Um, looks like my man is frozen there at KS Bar, so I'll just I'll just go solo here. Um, any questions in the chat? We'll we'll do a little Q and A right quick until we can get Nick back. Am I back? Uh, you got yeah, me? there you are. It, yeah, there you are. The internet here just goes <laughs> briefly in and out. It just that's what it does here. It's almost like it resets once an hour. Um, but that, that, the guys down there following the program closely saw stuff from Vandegrift where they thought he had a legit shot to beat back out. Um, it wasn't just fodder, and we've seen what Beck did this year. He was incredibly impressive. Um, so you, you've got to be optimistic. And I, I think the other thing too that you got to consider, Luckett, is a lot of times when, like, if you're following this stuff closely, right? All the reporters who are watch this school, watch that school. Uh, Will Howard, that was a name that went in last week. He's going to be one of the higher ranked prospects in the portal. Who I like a lot too that we discussed last week is kind of a Will Levis light. Um, you know, it's five or six in there. So it's for, uh, I know Will Rogers, he's trending towards Washington now. And then uh, DJ used them two schools. It's like, oh, okay, boom. You, you release guy. Kentucky is one of the few that's in the mix for this guy that's highly sought after. Because it does fascinate me how there are so many guys, but the it, it's, it's, it's not like there's 130 teams going after the one guy, right? Like it's, uh, it is pretty selective, and you've got to be on it quickly because um, they're in there and gone in an instant. Yeah. Here's the thing, Nick. If you're looking for like all SEC players and your strategy is to find our star players in the portal, you're going to be up, you know, what's creek without a paddle. Like, that is not a sustainable act, uh, way to go about your business. But you can find good replacement-level starters. I mean, look at Marcus Cox. I think that's a perfect example, mm-hmm. right? He went out and found a guy who's going to be a middle-of-the-road starting left tackle, but it's worth a lot if you can find that, if you don't have yeah. to worry about that. Quarterback is a little different because guys are on the move, but it take the – like – I think Cox was like an easier evaluation. It's like, oh, this guy can play. Like, we can see he can play. Mm-hmm. Where Vandergriff, it's a little more projecting. Yeah. You know. But I think, like, you look at – I'm going to use Bo Nix as an example a lot here. People thought that dude stunk at Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, they really People did. thought Graham Mertz stunk at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just need a, a new change of scenery. Like, to me, it all comes back with these quarterbacks – they were ranked that high out of high school for a reason. Now, you, we can get into whether the rankings are good or not, yada, yada, yada. But they were ranked high for a reason. And a bunch of schools wanted them out of high school for a reason. And sometimes it just doesn't work where they go. But sometimes getting a new change of scenery can be a launching point 
for some of these players. DJU, and I think that's this year. I mean, I think that's the bet here with Vandegrift. He went to Georgia. He's a Georgia kid. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bogart is in Athens' backyard. Um, so he went there and it didn't work. You know, he got beat out by Carson Beck. Essentially, he I went there thinking he that. could go start, and Carson Beck beat him out for the job. And now he's looking to move in Kentucky. Wanted a two-year. I think they really wanted a two-year guy because of That's the Cutter true. Bowley factor, like you just mentioned. And you didn't want to get in a situation, really, Nick, where you went Levis, Leary, Portal, and then you would have had the Portal again next year. Because yeah. you you can't just Cutter, – Cutter Bowley is a very good prospect, but this is not like Trevor Lawrence, right? This is yeah. not a slam dunk that he's going to be I mean, good quickly. He's going to need some time to develop. Arch, Arch is going to take two years, right? It, it, there's a lot yeah. of scuttlebutt that Ewers is going to be back for another year, and Malik Murphy will be on the move. Um, already heard Malik Murphy do Ohio State stuff. Um, and Cutter, he was on uh, the show that Jack does, Sunday mornings on WLAP. Um, he's like, I got no problem with redshirting. <laughs> you know, I, he, he made it abundantly clear that um, he knows that this is part of the plan. So um, if this does end up checking, you know, Vandergriff checks a lot of boxes. Um, but I, you know, we're, we're not going ahead. Just because he's in the portal doesn't mean we're – Given him the UK jersey and it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, this process does have to play out. It is a little bit faster than normal. Um, this weekend, Kentucky's hosting visitors. There's no indication he's going to be there, but he could. Um, there's, they've already got two guys from Indiana locked in, which I guess we should go ahead and mention now. Um, Kevin McCauley, or Donovan McCauley, excuse me, the six foot five uh, receiver who had 644 yards receiving, five touchdowns. He's got an NFL draft. Uh, written all over him, um, is, and then the the offensive tackle. I'm, it's, it probably won't pay out production wise, but I think that offensive tackle could be just as important because of where you're at right now with that position. Where there's some guys in there that you think it turned into something, but you're not sure. Um, and I know right now, I mean, you've got Marcus Cox back, you've got Colton Ford who didn't play a lot last year. You're hopeful that he can be a really good player, but you can bring in another guy who has. 12 starts in the Big Ten with three years of eligibility remaining. Um, and you alluded to it on KS Board. That would be huge for the succession plan um, once Marcus Cox times up. Yeah, Carter Smith is who you're talking about here, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. Was a three-star recruit out of Pal Olentangy Liberty High School. Yeah, I know there, his uh, there in Ohio. high school coach. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, right in the greater Columbus area. Oh, Miss Virginia Tech or showing interest. Virginia Tech, I believe, issued an offer. Kentucky... Um, Steve Wolfong reported that he's going to probably visit at the same time as Donovan McCulley. And I just think, Nick, this like, getting him would be a really significant deal because that gives you three competent tackles next year that you can play in games, right? And then all three of those guys can play left. Cortland Ford played left at USC. Carter Smith played left in the Big Ten. Um, and he was good last year for Indiana and – yeah, there was. There's been a lot of talk about the ACC to SEC translation with some of <laughs> Kentucky's transfers. Correct. Big Ten's different. Yeah. Like Carter Smith is went up against NFL dudes every week in that conference. Mm-hmm. Donovan McCulley is going up against NFL dudes every week in that conference. So I think you would feel better about the the transition of those two players. Heading if Kentucky were to land them, I think Smith gives you 
One, it gives you Cortland. It's not just going to hand the job to Cortland Ford or right tackle. That's going to be a real competition. Which is important. Then, I mean, we we saw what it did for Jeremy Fox. We saw yeah. his growth having that competition and, there. And then it gives you the answers on the interior that you have. You're going to have Eli Cox, Jagger Burton, Dylan Ray, and then I think you're going to have Tanner Bowles and Ben Crispin as guys. If you had to play, you would feel somewhat good about. And then we'll see where Kobe Keenum is mm-hmm. in his second year in the program. And we'll see if – you know, Paul Rodriguez I think is another transfer candidate, but if he hangs around, maybe he thinks he has a chance to carve out a rotation role. So all of a sudden I think, again, I don't think Kentucky's going to have one of the best offensive lines in the SEC next year. But I think they've drastically raised their floor here in the last couple of years, and they've got options in case injuries happen. I think the best thing for the offensive line this year was not everything went to plan. Like, they had to deal with some injuries and some unexpected uh, unavail- unavailability for a Kenneth Horsey or or a uh, Jagger Burton had a random yeah, game he had to out miss. for a week, yeah. You know, and then they had to make a position switch change. And even with all of that, you know, they weren't – I'm not going to say they were – good a lot of the times but they were they didn't hurt you offensively like they did the year before like there was real progress made on that side of on that for that line and I think Carter Smith would help again they've missed a lot of tackle that would be a plug and play guy that you know help fix that miss and mm-hmm. I think they're doing a good job there at that position at least in the last two cycles of finding guys that can transfer and come in and help we um We've kind of uh, what's it's it's almost been just like one uh, word vomit. Like we're just almost like it's just here's our minds. We're just gonna let it all out. So like it, I want to take this opportunity to let the the folks of the Big Blue Nation see the spreadsheet because if you all don't know, like it is a spreadsheet guy. And so I kind of want to go through some prospects with you, get some thoughts out there, some potential targets. Um, so, uh, Pete, you think we can – oh, man, that's going to look beautiful. This is only the beginning. This thing is only going to grow. And if you all could – I've got a recruiting spreadsheet for, like, almost back to the Joker Phillips era. Yeah, it, right it has it has tabs for each page. It's a great resource. It really is. Um, but I, I like this one with just portal players where, um, you know, I mean, if we want to, we can, we can go ahead and start from the top. Where do you want to start, Lucky? It's your spreadsheet. Yeah, I think Donovan McCulley, we kind of touched on it, Nick. I think this guy really makes sense for Kentucky. Um, big, physical, ex-possession receiver who wins competitive catches. Mm-hmm. You, you go and look at his profile, um, a lot of his catches are contested catches, according to PFF's charting data, and you watch him against Illinois is a game I pulled and watched. Um, he's making tough, physical catches on the sideline. And he has super high upside. Like, he's only scratching the surface. This was a four-star quarterback out of Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. In the class of 2021. He made the transition switch, middle of the year, or the position switch, middle of the year in 2022. And then this year he really started to take off a little bit. And so I think, like, that's a guy who, like, he's going to be on the senior bowl watch list, Nick. Like, um, Jim Nagy's going to be talking about him over the summer. And that's a guy I think you could real, a, a gem potentially. Um, that you could find Florida State and Michigan have been linked to him. I think Kentucky's got a really good chance to lock him down. Um, yeah. and, and then sticking at – go ahead. I was going to say, and that's not the only – Kentucky's going to get two receivers from the portal, and there are two guys here that I think are pretty similar 
um, who both are going to have a lot of interest from a lot of schools. There's going to be a lot of competition from both Vanderbilt, London Humphreys, and Jamori Macklin from North Texas. Uh, you all probably remember Humphreys well as the Nashville kid who uh, made big splashes early on in the year before Vanderbilt really sputtered. Uh, from his hometown, played for Vandy. I know Georgia has been linked to him. But uh, Mac Macklin's an interesting case, too, because he followed his cousin's footsteps at Mizzou, uh, Jeremy Macklin. Actually, like the only picture on uh, USA Today we have on file is of him at Kroger Field. Uh, but he didn't play a lot. He got injured in his second season, went to North Texas, blew up this year with 1,000 yards, had more explosive plays of 30 yards or more than anybody in the American Conference. And I want to say it, he's like top five nationally as well. Um, they're both very similar and both are going to draw a ton of interest from pretty much everybody in the Power Five. Yeah, Macklin is interesting to me, Nick, because you look at him and you just think, oh, he's a slot receiver. Mm -hmm. But when I kind of dug into him, he's really not. He's a vertical, field-stretching receiver who you want to run goes in post, in deep over routes, and try to create explosive plays. He's what they wanted the Kel Crowdis to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly right, to play Z and to go and hit goal balls. And so, with him, he blew up Nick in the portal. So that yeah. was that, – that on the surface is, might make it harder to get him um, because of that. But that's – to me, to me, like early, it seems like what they're looking for is they want another big-bodied receiver. Which is – it's so, so funny when, because they got when, away from that, right? When when they're in when to me it's like when we're in trouble, I want to be able to throw a stick route to someone and get yeah. a completion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be able to on third and eight to throw a back shoulder to a big receiver who I know can make the catch um, and fight through tough press coverage. Um, and I think that's what they're looking for here. Um, I think Will Shepard's another name mm -hmm. that he's not on on this sheet right now because I think. They're all in on McCulley, and if McCulley is a take, I don't think they'll move on Shepard. But Shepard's another one. He's going to end up at potentially yeah. another SEC school um, of Andy. I think Humphreys fits the Macklin mold, Nick. They are vertical receiver, vertical Z receivers who can get open deep. Um, and I think – but it also tells me they have a lot of confidence, I think, in Brown Stevens to step in sure. and be the guy in that slot role. So, so that, um, that's where I think they're at right now. I'll be interested to see who the second receiver is. Do they want to get – like Raymond Cottrell has been a guy that's been reported. They're interested in. Texas A&M transfer. But he's another kind of bigger receiver. Um, and so are, do they, are they looking for more size? It certainly seems like that. But it also, to me, it seems like they are looking for a guy who can get open deep so they can hit some home runs with. Because – Barryham was really their only true deep threat that they had on the team. I think they showed that, or they told us that, by how much they kept going to him. Yeah. I think if there was another guy they felt comfortable with to get open deep, they probably would have used them in some of those spots. But that never occurred. So I think they are looking for that, another guy that can get open deep and make explosive plays. Um, I A brief aside, I just – I just want to say how much of this all amuses me. Because um, while watching the Pac-12 title and Dylan Johnson is just steamrolling dudes, I was yeah. thinking, man, Mississippi State fans have to just be kicking themselves this year. And it's, it's unfortunate how it came to be, 
um, with the untimely passing of Michael H. But he really had things teed up going into this year. Woody Marks, Dylan Johnson, Rob Rod Thomas, Xavier Thomas. Like, he had all these dudes who were just balling out elsewhere. And you're going to see the same thing happen with Vanderbilt next year, right? Like, they had some really good skill talent. Some good players, yeah. And they were banking on A.J. Swan being good. And I don't know who Clark Lee had calling plays over there, but what a disaster that is right now. I mean, it is the Will Smith showing up to the empty house gift right now for mm-hmm. Clark Lee at the Vanderbilt football facility. Three quarterbacks are in the portal. Swan, Seals, and another guy I never heard of. All of their receivers, Shepard, uh, Humphreys, and um, I'm, I'm missing somebody. Uh, I I think one or two. Jaden McGowan, who I think can play too, slot yeah, receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's like a good it, kick it, returner too. Th- those guys are just going to be supplementing uh, rosters across the SEC next year. So, if you for the two Vanderbilt football fans that are out there, the, it, you had a moment, you had your one opportunity with some really talented guys to get things going, and now uh, uh, Clark Lee is just who that's imploding. That's imploding. Yeah. And that's fresh on the heels of Ray Davis going to Kentucky and setting the single-season yeah. touchdowns record. Real real tough. Who, real tough. You know, when Davis, I think he's probably going to be a second-team All-SEC guy mm-hmm. um, when the vote comes out. I think for, Schrader's going to be first-team, and then it, it'll probably be a close second. So, I mean, he might end up being first-team All-SEC. So, even the path is there. Look, this guy went from one off – went to Vandy to Kentucky and had this monster year. Let's take a close look at these guys. So, yeah, I think it's very disappointing there um, for them. And that's a good year to have Vanderbilt oh. on the schedule. Kentucky gets them at home. Go ahead. Breaking news. Uh, Keaton Wade is following Dustin Wade into the transfer portal. Um, yeah, who knew we go live and all of a sudden we – sorry, Tyler. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack, Zach. Uh, y'all got your hands full right now while we talk about it all. But, hey, it's good for the YouTube number. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. But Keaton Wade is going to follow his brother Dustin Wade into the portal. Um, I know his mother was sending some tweets early on in the year uh, that, that made people believe that, you know, that might be the case. But uh, it's unfortunate. He's a four-star uh, player out of that class. He'd be in a, playing a prominent role. Uh, next year for the Cats. He didn't take the jump that I anticipated this year like it. Uh, I, I expected a little bit more from him. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate because you, you you saw a lot of flash from him freshman year, but that just – there's the, the juice just wasn't there for, for Wade in his second season. Yeah, I think – I think he had a fine first year as a player, like in a full-time role, but I don't think it was – Maybe the star potential that they wanted, um, and you got to remember, like when they recruited those two guys, Nick, they were huge recruiting wins at the time for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I don't think it ended up playing out like they wanted it to. I'll be very interested to see what happens with them. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, they probably want to stick together, but is that, Destin going to have to go play quarterback at Middle Tennessee, right, or at mm-hmm. school like that? Correct. And is Keaton going to? want to do that I don't know uh, so that's that's interesting but I will say you kind of look at edge here Nick mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of getting the vibe that JJ Weaver might return next year huh interesting I don't have any insight on that but it just I think it makes a lot of sense for him to return next year like you didn't have the year you wanted mm-hmm. you could get some potential some Nil coin 
Um, and you could try to run it back to have that year, so then go to the draft. Um, now, I could be wrong, but I think it makes some sense for him to return. Now, we'll have to see. He hasn't, But he hasn't said he's going into the draft no. yet, right? Correct. And so that makes me think he's thinking long and hard about it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But just general at edge, they've got guys. Um, Tyrese Fearbury. You know, yeah. and then what what they got need, coming you in? Need a big leap from him next year. What you have coming in? Jacob Smith is playing next year. Brian Robinson is probably going to have some type of role, but I yeah. could see Jacob Smith having a like at least a rotational role. Um, he, it it reminds me of uh, the Josh Pascal. I forgot what they used to call that package, but they put him in at defensive end on third down, and he just raised hell as a true freshman. I'd see something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Frog in my throat. What going on right now? Um, I did want to briefly mention um, that it's the holiday season. You don't know what to do for gifts, especially when you get to our age like it. I mean, what do you get a 30-year-old? It's tough. So here's here's my little secret, especially if you're just dating. Just get tickets somewhere. Go to the Game Time app. Look up your your, your, your significant other's favorite concert. Maybe they're big sports fans too. Download the Game Time app. Put in promo code KSR. You get twenty bucks off your first purchase with the Game Time app. It's real simple to use. They have tickets to all of your favorite events out there, whether it is comedy shows, concerts, games, whatever it may be. Game Time will hook you up. It's very easy. Two clicks, and your Christmas shopping is done. Seriously, I can't I can't stress this enough. Get the one you love in your life. Tickets to an event that you can go to as well. All right, it's a win-win situation with our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, promo code KSR, $20 off your first purchase. I mean, and if I, if, I, if my wife gives me the gift I want, I'm going to be using the Game Time app to go watch Jag Panthers. So, Game Time app, promo code KSR, for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Nick says on the chat that Matt uh, Jones, he did the sunglass emoji on the Brock Vandegrift tweet. So, before we go all the way in on Brock Vandegrift, let's do a little pass or play on quarterback transfers because there's a lot of them out there Lockett. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on some of them all right we've, we've said some nice things about Vandergriff so here's some other ones Will Howard Kansas State transfer pass or play not pass isn't a good thing you're gonna pass like it's family feud you're passing it to the other team uh, play I like Will Howard um, Lincoln Riley flying to see him just confirms that I, that I'm right here um, that was I think a wild this kid, move, man. That was a wild. I move. think this guy is a good player. I think he's smart, tough, can run, um, doesn't have the greatest arm, but can make the throws you need. Uh, and Nick, I've talked about it. Like you cannot kill this guy. Um, Kansas State tried every year, and he kept coming back, and he was better each year. So I like this kid right here. I think he's going to go somewhere and be a good player next year. So I'm definitely. Um, um, hey, turn the jukebox on. We're playing the Will Howard song. <laughs> um, another quarterback that uh, there was some Kentucky whispers for a little bit, MJ Morris, NC State quarterback, pass or play? To me, the opposite of Will Howard. Uh, <laughs> this guy quit on his team. It was full stop. Like, that's a pass for me. Uh, he's the opposite of Howard. Like, adversity hit, he said later. You know, the team's having a good season. They're, 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 like, NC State scratched and clawed to get wins last year. Um, and he just said, that, yeah, see y'all, after he played bad against Miami. Like, uh, that's pass for me. 
and he was he was three and one up until that point too. Won three straight games, losing against Miami. Um, another quarterback in in the portal, the biggest name so far out there that all the coaches are bemoaning. Oh, it costs a million, two million dollars to get a good quarterback. Cam Ward, Washington State, pass or play? This scheme dependent here with Cam Ward. He's only played in an air raid offense, strictly air raid. So, are you sure uh, he's going to succeed in a new scheme? Like he, that that jump to Incarnate Ward to Washington State at first was really tough. Like he was not good last year. Um, so, to me, it's very scheme dependent. You better have uh, things he can easily do and translatable, and you better be able to adjust to his skill set. So, um, if for Kentucky, he would be a pass for me. Just from what I've seen there, but if if he's somewhere if somewhere else in a different, more spread world, I would pr- I would press play on him. But um, I am very leery, Nick, of these quarterbacks that are going to their third school. Like, which what brings what us to need? another one? <laughs> what do you need? What do you need there? Uh, like, if you need a quarterback to come in and be the leader, the main guy, your offense, I don't I don't know if that's what you want to sign up for. Um, would be my two cents. If I'm in the staff meeting room, that's what I would be talking about. Like, are we sure we can – this got to be a face of our program if he's on his third school. It's a, it's a great question. That brings us to DJ Uyunglele, who um, struggled in the Clemson scheme, which as we get closer to the bowl game, we'll tell you that might have been a Clemson problem. Uh, Kate Klubnik, 6.2 yards per attempt, lowest in the ACC, and it's by quite a bit. Um, but it's been pretty solid for uh, uh, Oregon State this year. They're getting out of the – they're going to the Pac-2. Um, so he's going to his third school. Um, is this another one that's scheme-dependent for you? If I was advising DJU here, well, you got to get the money, right? But you should really think long and hard if you, Jonathan Smith will have you um, yeah. going with him. Oh, I think, yeah, follow, follow that guy. <laughs> I think that type of system and offense fits you really well, uh, where it's hard play action, um, deep dropbacks, where you, they can take advantage of some of your arm talent, uh, but they're not asking you to live in a spread world um, and make some of the shorter accuracy-driven throws. Um, accuracy is still a big issue. He was at 57 58% completion percentage this year, Nick. Mm-hmm. That's still a problem for him. Yeah. So I think he needs to be with a really good offensive coach who can put him in areas where he's very comfortable and he can succeed. I think he did some good things at Oregon State. Um, but, like, Florida State's the one you see right now. Correct. I don't know how good of a fit that would be next year for him. I really don't. We'll wait and see all of this action unfolding. One final quarterback I wanted your opinion on because I was shocked that it didn't work out. It maybe was a personality thing, but it felt like when Chip Kelly got Dante Moore, that offense was going to get rocking and rolling. But the five-star quarterback played off and on this year. UCLA had a very bizarre season, and there was even talks of Chip Kelly getting canned, which I don't think ever happened. Uh, There's was, was a lot of talk about that, but I, I, I never saw it actually follow through. He's in the transfer portal. Pass or play, Adam Luck, at Dante Moore. Oh, we're, we're t- hey, 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 turn the music up. 
because we're playing this right here. Um, he fits, Nick, what I've talked about with Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels and all of that. Just really talented guy, played as a true freshman, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Get him in a, your system and developing, you're going to have him as a two-year starter. Um, that, that guy was my favorite quarterback coming out of that class last year. I think he's going to be really good wherever he ends up. I think Oregon is a big one. Um, you hear, I think Florida State is also mixed up. That, if I was one of those schools who had a real shot at him, I even think Miami, maybe Michigan, Michigan State, if I had a real mm-hmm. shot at him, I would be going all in to get him because I think he can be, I think he's going to be a first-round pick, and I think he can be kind of a Heisman-level guy for you, and that's some that can change your organization. So I'm very high on Dante Moore. It's, there's a lot of chaos happening in the world of the transfer portal. One thing will not be chaotic is when you schedule your next appointment with Justice Dental. Very easy. Just go to justicedental.com. You can also call or text them to schedule up your appointment. Very convenient. they got locations on either side of town on Wellington Way uh, near the mall and also on Blazer Parkway, which I might have gotten those mixed up. Uh, it's, it's crazy right now. It won't be crazy when you visit Justice Dental. Your one-stop shop for all your dental needs dr thompson and dr justice they'll take care of you great people folks who will make sure that your smile is a little bit brighter this holiday season ding that's where <laughs> you're supposed to put the ting in there Pete. i don't think we have that graphic loaded but just ding justice dental proud presenting sponsors of the ksr football podcast um i'm trying to wrap my head around all of this looking um it it, it it's been uh, a wild ride, and we're only halfway through day one uh, of, of the transfer portal. I, I know there was um, the one thing that's, that is kind of nice is with all of this happening right now, the amount of times that I had people asking me if Barry on Brown was going to the portal, or the amount of threads that we have on, up on KS Board about Barry on Brown, where you got to like, all right, let's just merge them all into one place, and you all can all bicker about Barry on or whatever. I. It always felt like a lot of, uh, I don't know, just uh, posturing and just assuming. And we haven't had any news yet. And I even think that the news we've heard indicates that Barion is, in fact, staying. And that the moves that have been made so far this offseason kind of indicate that, like, they're still behind Brown and he still kind of believes with what they're doing. Now, I may end up sounding like an idiot here in a couple days, but I, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think... Folks assume, I mean, where else is he going to go to get as many targets as he got this year, right? Like, well, I don't I don't know what he would be unhappy about other than the production dipped, and they can probably put a lot of blame on Scott Woodward for that, who they've moved on from. I think the Shamar Porter news kind of tells you a lot with that. Like, to me, I feel like they're getting both of those guys back. As of right now, every, you know, everything can change. And you got to have the money situation has to be right. But I feel like they're going to be able to get Barry on. Now, I do think, like, I do think people have to realize if that guy enters the portal, he is going to have value. It's one of the best kick returners in the country. Guy with legit track speed. Who people are going to will be willing to bet on that. Number one, they're like, he's going to give us a touchdown or two in the return game. And then we could, we, could, we should be able to scheme him open. And so I think there's going to be value if he were to open, enter the free market. I think people need to understand that. Um, and, but I think keeping him here, I've always got the sense that Barryham really likes it here. Now I know that that's not the end all be all. And yeah. his NIL situation could be the reason he really likes it here. But I get the sense that he really likes it here. 
And so, if it was gonna if it was gonna happen, it would happen right now, and it hasn't happened yet. But bowl prep start will start pretty soon. Like yeah. they're gonna start bowl practices here fairly soon. And if the team, the players that are here for bowl practices, will be here through the game, and then they can decide to enter the portal after that. that, that I think they have like a week or so um, to get in there once that's over. Uh, but I, I. I think the signs are showing, like, Shamar Porter's leaving because, to me, there's not going to be an avenue for playing time. Why isn't there an avenue for playing time? Because they're bringing in at least one transfer, and they've got guys coming back. <laughs> you know, Dane Key, Barry and Brown, Anthony Brown-Stevens that are all ahead of him. And so, you know, we're assuming that, but it seems like, especially the tone I think Stoops gave off today, Yeah, seems like they think they're in a good, good spot. And yeah. when he says, like, what did he say, Nick, that the meetings with the players were surprisingly, um, like, was I don't know if successful was the word. or encur- encouraging was the word yeah. he used. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of that gets to. I think they feel like they're going to keep their roster intact. And I think it's significant. You know, Barron's got a big way to go. Um, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's still a weapon. Let's look at the Louisville game. Yeah, two explosive yeah, exactly. completions. That's, I mean, that kick changed the game. To flip the game. And in turn, I mean, you know, that could be the game that changed the season, right? You go out, you upset Clemson. I mean, you you could have people really buying what Kentucky's selling once again this offseason. So, uh, if you're curious, if you're joining us late, once we wrap, you can go back and listen. We discussed pretty much all of the portal, big portal moves and shakes so far. Um, this is going to be one of our watch episodes ever. We really appreciate it. Um, the plan is to. Go live Wednesday evening for another edition of 11 Personnel. Uh, there's just there's a lot happening right now. We do need to get back to like the actual work of it all. But I do want to end by saying I, I, I greatly appreciate that some of the questions Mark Stoops took in today's press conference uh, where he's just like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the road, man. I got a lot going on. Uh, he joked that he's like, some of my friends will be in town. And they'll be like, hey, Mark, come out with us. He's like, dude, no. I'm, I, I, yeah. This is this is nonstop, 24-7 right now. We're plugged in constantly. That's tenfold what they're doing. Um, I also appreciated, too, that uh, when they talked about, you know, the Gator Bowl announcement, he was at a in-home visit at Texas Roadhouse, which I appreciate in-home visits, <laughs> just moving to restaurants. Some idiot Louisville fan. You mean he couldn't afford Malone's or whatever? It's like, no, he's on the road. Like, they just go where the family wants to go. And who doesn't want to go to Texas Roadhouse, right? I mean, I don't know about you, Lucky, but that's some of the that's some fine dining right there. Yeah, I just immediately thought of Mark Stoops being, in, why is he in Oklahoma? What recruit is he seeing? <laughs> because if you're going to a Texas Roadhouse in the state, that's the one you have to go to. Well, sources tell KSR, this is breaking news, uh, he was with Quasheed Scott eating Texas Roadhouse. So, and that's, that's in the Palmetto big, State. They have a Texas Roadhouses in the Palmetto State. Who would have thunk it? I, I wanted to know too his order there. I, I really wish he would have said, "I ah, just rolls, I just go there and smash <laughs> a couple baskets of rolls, and I'm good." Yeah, and that's what we should ask him. How uh, over under two and a half rolls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, over, over, and then I'm getting a basket to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and on a semi-serious note too, the the press conference opened with. Stoops and a doctor from the Kentucky Children's Hospital, they raised a million and $1.1 million this year with their uh, event that they host before the season. $650,000 were raised at that one 
event alone, and then five hundred thousand dollars was put in on top of that. Um, that shouldn't be overlooked. And mm-hmm. to to Stoops's point, he's it's like you know you don't really realize how important it is until you need them sort of deal. Once you have a kid sick, it doesn't matter like that. Nothing else matters except for that. And they do a great job there at KCH. And that's something uh, like it that you, you just have no idea until you know somebody who's been through that. I'm like, when we're in high school, you never think about people going through pregnancy issues until Until like that's all that like half the people we know kind of go through stuff like that, and you don't realize just how much that can affect one's life. Same thing with this at the KCH. So um, shout out to Stoops and them for doing great work and for really putting those kids in the middle of it. Because you know that's the, that's the catwalk every Saturday, right? One of those kids mm-hmm. is getting some time in the spotlight. And you, know, you know, we're kind of numb to some of that stuff, but you know that means the world to them. Absolutely. So um, very cool. And uh, hopefully an uplifting way to to end this edition. Transfer portal chaos on the KSR Football Podcast presented by our friends at Justice Dental. A lot happened today. A lot more is going to happen. We're going to have you locked on at KS Board on the KSR Football Transfer Portal Tractor. We're going to be sharing some more updates. Got to get up here, fire some more up there for this afternoon's blog. And we got a new daily Kentucky football notebook too. First down Kentucky. So a lot happening at Kentucky Sports Radio. Look it. Smash some beers tonight. You got the Bengals to cover? It's up to 10, man. It's a lot of points. Steep line. I think Bengals' money line is almost up to 5 to 1. So just sprinkle some for me at home. (laughs) Uh, Need to check that Josh Allen sack prop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So have a good time in Jacksonville. Bring us a scouting report to 11 personnel on Wednesday. Until then, thank you so much for joining us here on the KSR Football Podcast. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Kroger.